I would say yesterday doesn't matter. If we live in yesterday, we will go back to what we were doing yesterday. Today is the only thing we have. We're not even promised tomorrow. I would say start right now. Grab on to whatever hope you can. Gain any kind of momentum you can as far as doing better and then move forward. Do not be stagnant. In my opinion, the idle mind, the idle hands, an idle self will fall back into bad habits. Stay busy and keep moving forward and you can make it. Welcome to the Do Good Mississippi podcast, where our goal is to showcase people and organizations that are doing good by making a positive impact in communities all across our state. By hearing the good work they're doing, we hope that you will be compelled to join them so that we can partner together and accomplish even more. In addition to subscribing to this podcast, we encourage you to connect with us through our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the handle DoGoodMS. Thanks for listening to the Do Good Mississippi podcast. At Do Good Mississippi, we're compiling the most comprehensive, interactive statewide resource to showcase organizations that are doing good through our online directory. The directory allows for categorical search options so that you can access a variety of valuable resources to connect with the organizations who are making a powerful impact in our communities. Are you part of an organization that doesn't currently have a directory profile? Instructions are provided so that you can reach out to our team to let us know you'd like to be included. To learn more about the Do Good Mississippi directory, please visit our website at dogoodmississippi.com. In today's episode, we will continue our conversation with Matt Patterson from Project 25. In this episode, we'll be focusing our attention exclusively on their efforts as an organization. You'll learn the story of bringing Project 25 from an idea to reality, what types of services and support they currently provide, some of their successes they have enjoyed as an organization, and the impact their work is having throughout communities and families right here in Mississippi. Thanks for listening to today's episode showcasing the good Project 25 is doing. Matt, it's great to have you back on the podcast for the second visit. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Now that our listeners know a little more about your background, today's episode is going to be focused on the important work being done through Project 25. So could you tell us when Project 25 came into existence and a little bit of that origin story and how you got the name? I'm curious about that. Sure. I guess it would have been in January. I just I felt the need to do something. And so first visit to the field house. Well, let me go back. I called a couple of different places and asked them or talked to them about what I wanted to do. I said, I want to bring a few items and I want to connect with some people if that's possible. And a lot of places said, well, no, that's not possible. We just need you to bring whatever items and drop them off. And I said, well, thank you very much. Love what you're doing, but that's just not what I'm looking for. And I called the Fieldhouse in Hattiesburg and told them what I want to do. And they said, sure, we would love that. Just, you know, come on down. So Made 12 brown bag lunches with a sandwich, a bag of chips, and some peanuts, I think. And went to Walmart and bought 12 blankets. And uh, I think bought some gloves and some hats, uh, like beanie hats. And asked my buddy, a good friend of mine who has helped me a a lot, Wes DeClement, if he would go with me. Because I did honestly, I didn't know exactly what I was getting into. So he went, he rode with me the first day. And we went and handed out our sack lunches and handed out our gloves and, and everything and, and talked with some people, actually prayed with some people at the field house. Ended up going back to Walmart to buy underwear and socks and some more items and handed those out too. And it was just a, it was a very good day. And I think at that point he saw the need that I saw and felt. And he said, this is something we need to do. So we were both very passionate about it. 
from there, you know, I, I knew we were going to start doing this if we possibly could regularly. So I said, well, it needs a name. So got to doing some reading and thinking and remembering back. And, and I remember, you know, reading Matthew 25 and remember about the least of these and prison and different things like that. So I went back and read it, and I said, that, I, I, I like that so much. And the name comes from Matthew 25, verses 35 through 40, is where the name Project 25 comes from. And from there, we designed a logo uh, with a good friend of mine with uh, Elite Screen Printing, Davis Carruthers. We came up with a logo for it. And uh, the logo is, uh, it has a couple of different things in it that I, that I really am happy about. It has the Project 25 on there, but it also has a cross. But at the bottom of the cross, there's two hands together. To me, I wanted hands on a cross because I think if we're not holding on to the cross, we're not where we need to be. We're not where he calls us to be. You know, at times I always said, I want to be at the foot of the cross looking up. And, and there's been times where I've turned and left that, that cross. And life gets much harder when you turn and leave being at the foot of the cross or holding onto it with your hand or holding onto it with your heart, whatever you can do. So that's the reason that that is in the logo. And then also the American flag is in it because I never served in the military myself. I have been with the fire department for many years, but I respect and have a, just have the utmost respect for veterans and our current military men and women. My grandfather fought in World War II. And so I definitely wanted to have the American flag in there because I love this country. Even though our ministry is uh, located in a small, small part, to me it's just about love. And if we can spread love throughout this country, I think it would be a better place. Love to see your faith there shaping the inception of this project here. So in starting that, I imagine there were some things that didn't go right the first time. So what were some of the largest obstacles to starting Project 25? One would have been, I think, finding our fit as to where and what we wanted to do. And like I said, uh, the Fieldhouse helped us with that. It seemed like a good fit. It seemed like a good place to be. And, and uh, you know, I can't say we've partnered with them by any means, but we do go there once a month. So that was just finding where we fit in and trying to help. That was an obstacle. Making contacts, getting the name out there, that's been an obstacle, which it's going better now through talking with different people, I'm making different contacts of different organizations because we have a great amount of donations that are being given. And sometimes they do not need everything at the field house. For one example, I went and uh, cleaned out a house where a lady had passed away and her brother didn't know what to do with all her clothes. And he had like 15 boxes of size five women's clothes. So I went and picked them up, and I went to looking for avenues where this could help the most, and we ended up dividing them between Christian Services in Hattiesburg and Jacob's Well in Purvis, which are two great ministries that needed that due to flooding with Christian Services and Jacob's Well. Their ministry is predominantly geared towards women. So, you know, making those contacts has been a challenge, but it's definitely getting better now. And I would say the other one is, is sustaining volunteers for what we do. You know, with life that goes on, everybody has their own life. Everybody has families. Everybody has baseball to coach, softball to coach, schoolwork to do, everything. It's hard to find time to do other stuff. So sustaining 
Volunteers that will be there constantly has been kind of a challenge, but we've been very blessed. There again, people from Cross Point Church, our church has been awesome. People from the fire department, they have been great donators and have helped out in any way I've asked. But uh, those are a couple of the challenges we faced. So finding that niche and then making contacts and then establishing volunteers that are going to be there for a while, kind of some challenges starting up. Yes. And so it sounds like you've got a mixed bag of things going on with prison ministry and donations. So if you can make a short list, what are the actual services that Project 25 provides? Right now, we have a homeless ministry and a prison ministry. And our homeless ministry, we go to the field house for the homeless in Hattiesburg once a month. And um, we do a devotion there. We cook food, whether it be the first time we did a cookout, we grilled. Second time, I think we did jambalaya. This time, we're planning on doing gumbo. Then I think we're going to have a fish fry. So we feed them, whoever shows up. And normally, I think there's been 50 to 60 clients show up along with the volunteers. We all eat together, talk together. Like I say, just have a great devotion time. And then we always have some donations to take down there and hand out. And we try to make it fun for them. Normally, we'll have, say, 10 boxes of items, and we'll pass everybody out one card, like a playing card, and say, this is your buy-in for your little shopping trip, you know? And they go through, and they may pick five or six items. And then we go through, and we see what we have left. And if we have enough stuff left, we'll let them come back through. And I think it just makes for an interesting uh, way to do it. And we really enjoy it, and they seem to also. Then we also have the prison ministry down in Purvis at the Lamar County Prison. And we've made, I think... This Sunday will be our fifth visit we'll make there. And uh, we try to go twice a month down there to talk with worker inmates. It has been going very well, and I, I absolutely just love going and visiting the guys at the prison. And we're just trying to, you know, work through life struggles, figure out ways to do better when they get back out, you know, so they don't wind up back in prison, not going down the same road. You know, I would say, oh, I know 90% of the people who are in our class that we give into prison, is there some way or another it leads back to drugs or alcohol. Let's expand on that a little bit. So talk about the situation of the people that you're helping and, and what real-life challenges they face. Well, with the homeless, as you can imagine, it's a rough road to try to uh, get back to sustaining what would be considered, I guess, uh, everyday normal life if there is such a thing. Most of the people don't have a license. None of them may have an ID or anything. And you can't do anything without some form of ID. So the field house helps them, first of all, to try to get an ID, things like that. They take them to a work center to try to find them work. And we're, we're just about trying to help them move forward, you know, make homelessness a season of life, not a way of life. We want to bring them out of that, get them integrated back into society as productive members of society. But it's, it is a challenge. It, it is a challenge. I, I think a lot of homeless people actually, and there's a good friend of mine told me this, he said, you get used to living that life. You get used to not having to necessarily answer to anybody or you know, expected to be at work at a certain time. And he said, you become used to, and, and sometimes it's hard to to get out of that life. And then with the prison, I think the challenge for most of the prisoners are forgiving themselves, thinking that they can do better. We all make mistakes, and a lot of the mistakes they made, yes, they're bad mistakes, but it doesn't mean they can't change. It doesn't mean they can't do better. You'll have certain people who 
you know, may give up on you for a time or not have a positive word for you, but it, it really doesn't matter. It comes down to you and what do you want out of your life and do you want to do better? And we just try to inspire hope to them and, uh, and assure them that there is a way. That's enlightening for me to hear your perspective on that. I never thought about some of those things you just said. In that same vein, what are some common misconceptions folks have about people struggling with substance abuse? I would say one common misconception is that someone who is battling addiction, substance abuse, alcoholism, is that they want to be living that life. They don't want to do better. And um, that may be true in some stories, but I would disagree with that a lot of the time. I think, yes, it was their choice to go down that road, and maybe they made you know several bad decisions. But I think once you get to a point, you get so hopeless that you don't know how to get out of it. You don't know how to do better. And I hope that's where we come in to maybe show some hope or some ways to possibly come out of the struggle of that. But it seems to be a very hard road. So if someone's listening right now who struggles with substance abuse, what would you say to them to help them get out of the shadows and get that help they need? I would say yesterday doesn't matter. I would say if we live in yesterday, we will go back to what we were doing yesterday. I would tell them that today is the only thing we have. We're not even promised tomorrow. I would say start right now. Grab on to whatever hope you can. Gain any kind of momentum you can as far as doing better and then move forward. Do not be stagnant. In my opinion, the idle mind, the idle hands, an idle self will fall back into bad habits. Stay busy and keep moving forward and you can make it. Start today, keep moving forward. You can make it. That's good to hear. So how can our listeners connect with Project 25? Right now, the, the best way is to go to Project 25 on Facebook and like our page on it. I try to keep updates on there periodically, at least once or twice a week. We also try to do some inspiring you know, quotes and pictures and, and everything on there and also do some videos. So right now, that's the best avenue. We're working on a website also that will hopefully be up and running in the next month. And I'm sure it will be affiliated with the name Project 25, but I do not know the URL yet. So we'll keep our listeners updated on online and, and through your Facebook as well. Sounds good. Matt, it has been a pleasure to showcase Project 25. So thank you for being here today. Thank you very much. In our next episode, we'll continue our conversation with Matt about the history and the impact of Project 25 right here in Mississippi. Until next time, do good, Mississippi. If you'd like to know of upcoming events that will benefit all types of organizations that are doing good, be sure to check out our events calendar. Whether it's a canned food drive, 5K race, pet parade, dodgeball tournament, silent auction, or banquet, our events calendar is your resource to know what upcoming events are doing good throughout Mississippi. Do you know of an event that we haven't listed? Instructions are included so that you can help us showcase good and compel action through the Do Good Mississippi events calendar. To learn more, visit our website at dogoodmississippi.com.